One quick note about the audio quality on this week's episode. My audio recording failed during recording. Therefore, my audio quality isn't up to our usual standard. We apologize, and this will be fixed for our next episode. Previously, on our Telltales The Walking Dead series. You play as Lee in the game, and you start the game in the back of a cop car. Uh, the, the game takes place in Georgia, uh, so essentially you are being taken to prison by an officer when the madness begins. And the sole survivor is a 10-year-old girl who's like, I figured out I'll just stay in the, the attic, sorry, in my treehouse, have enough food, have enough water, be able to take care of myself. There's a fence, and then, you know, imagine that on your right is Duck, who's sitting on top of the tractor, and then Herschel's son, Sean, who is maybe near the fence. And what happens very quickly is zombies end up approaching because, of course, it is a Walking Dead game. And very quickly, you're given the choice of who are you going to save first? You end up going to the Everett Pharmacy um, in town, and you end up meeting a series of new characters again. He's just back in his family pharmacy. He's probably His brain's probably spinning. Like, I grew up here. I walked here when I was a kid. And then, like, that one scene where you see his brother who's become a walker outside of the pharmacy. You've allowed a bunch of walkers into the pharmacy itself, and that is when you are faced with the biggest decision of the entire game that forks the story for you uh, in a major way for future episodes. Two of your characters, Carly and Doug, as we mentioned before, are taken by walkers at the same time and much like the first sequence in this game where you have to choose between duck and sean you again have to choose am i gonna help doug first or am i gonna help carly first welcome to episode 107 of the left behind game club this week we play telltales the walking dead season one episode two let's get right into it you're listening to the left behind game club Welcome to Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCord, and today I have two friends with me. The first friend, you know him, you love him. His name is Mo Murtadi. Hey, guys. And our second friend, back for the second time on the podcast to talk about episode two of The Walking Dead, is Cam Hawkins from DualShockers.com. He is a writer. He is a podcaster. He is a multi-talented fellow, and we're so happy to have you back. Welcome back. Thank you. You're too kind. Uh, You know... Thanks for, uh, you know, inviting me on and uh, having me be a part of this. Yeah, we're so happy to have you. Uh, for folks who don't know your work, if, you know, they somehow forgot between now and the last episode, like, let people know where they can find you and your work. Yeah, so I write over at DualShockers.com, uh, and I've also been featured on IGN, uh, GameSpot, Inside Gaming, Kind of Funny Games Daily, Spot on Me. Um, and uh, I also stream on Twitch from time to time. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a little bit about me. Um, just a uh, guy who loves the video games and loves to talk about them. And you also love Telltale's The Walking Dead. Uh, again, we are jumping into episode two here. So if you're picking this episode up and you have not listened to episode one, which is episode 105, go back to that one, start there, and then come back to this one uh, when you're ready. Uh, gentlemen, before we get into what happened in episode two, just remind me, where did we leave off when we stopped 
playing episode one. Uh, so basically what happened was, it's just kind of like a recap of the first episode, quick recap. Uh, Lee, uh, who is this guy who's being like sent to prison for, uh, would you find later is like a, like a, a murder, um, uh, basically finds this little girl named Clementine who, uh, is hiding in her treehouse once this whole zombie apocalypse starts and they end up surviving together and eventually, you know, they end up meeting people and eventually they, uh, go to the pharmacy where Lee's family, uh, worked and owned and, um, and then they end up, uh, ending the episode in a motel, at a motel where they decide to, kind of make it a home base of sorts uh, going into episode two. Yeah, that, that's a perfect recap of episode one. And where the episode starts is in the area surrounding the Motor Inn, where the game opens up and you are kind of right behind a walker about to kill it. And that's where you're introduced to, you know, some of the new characters that you're going to be interacting with, principally Mark, who is a, a very important part of this episode. Um, you're given a couple choices, and I think the first real big um, set of events that happen is you come upon a group of students. Now, um, you know, I've played this many times before, and I'm going to give you my very short review really quickly. I think that this is like one of the best, this episode is one of the best pieces of Walking Dead intellectual property out there, period. I agree. Um, I so agree. what did you guys think when you came up on those, that group of students? Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I've, again, like uh, I've played The Walking Dead as well. Uh, this is my third time playing through it. Uh, so it's one of those things where I kind of wish uh, you could choose whether or not you wanted to. Because, uh, you know, w- the teacher with the two students, uh, Travis and Ben, uh, gets his legs... St- caught in a in a bear trap and you know they find out that it's it's like a rigged track trap so there's no way to like disarm it uh so this dude's basically like bleeding out with his leg caught in this trap and you basically are somewhat you know narratively forced to chop this dude's leg off with an axe um and you know at first like it's really interesting because like kenny particularly like because you're out with kenny hunting um or uh mark and kenny and you basically find uh, kenny is like very much against the idea of like trying to help these people and bring them back to like your your home base and stuff like that but you still do it anyway uh and and yeah uh and then uh travis ends up uh getting overwhelmed by uh walkers as well so basically it's just ben and um the teacher who is basically out cold from losing blood <laughs> from from yeah. the uh, dis- dismemberment or just dis- yeah it was, it was funny when, it, when i played the this episode i think a month ago so that the whole episode wasn't as fresh so when i was talking to jacob before the call i, I was reading his like footnotes we're going to talk about the chopped off leg i'm like what chopped off leg and then i was like <laughs> oh that so the, the funny thing about that even like interaction in there is like i I don't know if it was my version. Maybe I missed the strike with the axe to chop off the guy's leg, but I felt like there was like two additional chops where it's like, okay, are we still doing this? This yep. is just like an extra, like yep. you will remember this forever. You'll you'll see this every time you blink, kind of thing. Yeah, so I, I, it was very like extra. Like you're gonna be here. It's not over. Keep chopping. Not broken yet. Wow. 
Yeah. I, uh, I was in my 20s when I played this, but I still remembered, and it, it's kind of a thing with these Telltale games, is because of the art style, it kind of sneaks up on you that, you know, you think you're going to get one story that maybe is a little spooky, like teen version spooky, but this is, like, rated M- I can see the tendrils, like the the muscle and the bone being chopped away. So it sounds like from the sound of it, all of y'all, or at least Cam and I, chopped off his leg. Mo, did you just leave him to die? No, no, I definitely chopped off the leg. Um, it just seemed like, it was just, I think Cam mentioned it, it was very like yeah. pressured for you, you to do yeah, that. Yeah, you can't kind of choose. You have to yeah. do it. Yeah, okay, yeah. I didn't know that. So there's no option to like, Yeah, there's no option on, right? to, like, like, no matter what you do, you're gonna have to chop off this dude's leg. Yeah. It's... Now, is it true though that if if you are forced to do it, but if you take too long, then you have to leave him? Is that how that works? I don't think so. I as I, I didn't try that out, but I don't. I think you. It, it's either you chop off his leg, or you, you're gonna get overwhelmed by walkers yourself and die. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I think that I think that you absolutely like are forced to do it. But um, the first choice that you're given is kind of that that chop his leg off or not. And like, again, the walking dead telltale have said, like, if our choice is 50, 50, then like we've done our job. And according to my Xbox playthrough, it is like 43% of people like chop his leg off, but the other 57% of people didn't. So mm-hmm. I think you're hundred percent right. Cam that like you are forced to do it, but if you take too long, you run away. Hmm. Okay. Mm. That's interesting. Gotcha. Yeah. And again, I, I that's what I thought it was. But I, let me check that because I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to leave that. Uh, yeah, because I wish I wish sure. it was. Yeah, I wish it was more clear in that. And then they just instead of like having you start do it, start doing it. Like it's just either hey, you're doing it or you're not doing it. My my favorite thing is how like we already had like an episode one the moment where it's like no more people are joining the club we have no more resources <laughs> like we can't get any more mouths to feed and the first thing you do here is more mouths to feed come on board we can take care of you definitely because of the trauma and the situation that's what they did but it was just so funny thinking like all right now we're heading back to the crew with more people yikes we're gonna get chewed out yeah I think- yeah and um so there's three months that have passed between episodes one and two. Um, so once you get through that really stressful situation, you make it back to the motor in. And at this point, it's like a very, I don't say chill part of the episode, but the pacing is very different in that. Unlike the, the first uh, part of the episode, you are kind of in a, in a situation where you have to give out food to everyone, right? So you've got duck, you've got Clementine, you've got Katja, Lily, Mark, Larry to take care of, but you only have a limited amount of food. Yeah. Uh, remind the folks as well who uh, you ended up choosing between Doug and Carly, but I'd also love to know who you gave food to and kind of what your methodology was. I, I left. Uh, I kept Carly alive and I left Doug. Um, primarily, I think I explained in the last episode it was because of the I want to like have like a friend, like a par- like a person that knows my secret. I want to prove to them I like turned a new leaf kind of thing as well. That was another aspect as to why I kept uh, her alive. And for the food, I like. I don't know if it was like. You, I went to the kids first. It was like the priority because like I didn't think they would like be eating that much anyway. And then I wanted to give Kenny the dad food too because I needed him like on my side. He seemed like on edge, but when I gave it to him, he's like, the first thing he says was, "Did Duck eat?" And I was like, "Okay, yeah, okay, I saved this last piece of bit of food for you, but I'll give it to Duck if that's like my assumption was if I gave it to him, he'd give it to like his wife and Duck as well. But 
I wanted like that gesture to show him like, Hey, I'm, I'm on your side still kind of thing. So I, I fed everyone, um, all the kids. And, uh, I think I tried giving Carly food, but she didn't want to take it either. Okay, that's actually, uh, yeah. So just, just let uh, you guys know where I was at. I was actually gonna say just before I forget, like, that's interesting. Cause, um, uh, I, you know, I, saved Doug this time around because I you know I never saved Doug in my first two playthroughs and I wanted to know his character more and um I did the same thing uh, he was one of the people uh, technically he was plan B if any of the like uh in my situation yeah. he was like a like a follow-up of the four I was going to feed um and then he all yeah he refused it so uh as well because he like felt uh like bad that he was saved over Carly and stuff like that. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember why Carly refused it the first time, uh, or like in that situation, but that's why Doug refused it for me. Yeah. It's probably something similar. They probably have similar rejections. It's just with a different voice actor to explain their unique situation. Did they, did did we get forced to feed the big guy, the big old man? No, no, no. Okay. You Uh, mean the angry old racist? Larry? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I was, sorry, go ahead, Ken. Oh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. You're okay. No, I was just going to say, uh, so with my choices, you know, I was all about self-preservation and then like all about the power dynamics in the group. So for me, like I had, I was a little soft, so I I fed the kids first and then you have four pieces of food total. So I gave one piece of food to Kenny because I wanted one ally who was like really close and that would trust me. And then I gave food to myself because I'm a selfish jerk. Gotcha. Yeah. Cam, so I, did you feed yourself or no? I did not feed myself. Um, so what I did was I fed the kids. And when I mean kids, I mean Duck, Clementine, and Ben. Because Ben is a kid, in my opinion. <laughs> He's a student. He's a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. like, 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 you know, I don't remember how old Ben is. I don't know if he's in, like, high school or college. And, you know, so, like, when I say, a, like, a student is a kid, I mean that if you're, like, in high school below. But regardless, like, he lo- he was young and he was a k- kid and to me. So, um, so I fed him and then I f- was going to feed a uh, cat, uh, but she was working on uh, the teacher and she was just like, yeah, I'm, I can't, I'm not going to eat that right now. And then I was going to give it to Doug. Then Doug refused. Then I ended up giving the food to Mark. Okay, so you you were kind of staying close to Mark in in this instance. Yeah, because okay. yeah, because I like Mark, and um, if I could have fed Cat, like you know, I would have fed her too. But what? But like, at the very least, he knows that I was taking care of his family. Then I was just like, okay, I'm going to take care of someone else. Yeah, that isn't Kenny. at least he knows he got he got like the the, the brownie points. Yeah, like he did say like he did say like you know Kenny like remember that you took care of his family like that type of thing. The the classic telltale will remember this kind of um, mechanic that is prevalent in all of their games. Uh, yeah. So again, you're you're totally whiplashed from there, where you're you're having this really nice moment where you have to help you know people stay well fed and be the man who decides you know who gets fed and and who doesn't get fed that day. And Katja kind of screams, or you know, there's a commotion over where Katja is, and the problem is that you know at least in our cases, because we were the ones that brought a teacher back, you know, leg half gone, bleeding out, he's died, he reanimates as a walker. And that's that's a point in the back of the truck where you have to save Katja and make sure she doesn't get eaten alive. Which, I didn't remember this part. Neither did I. I scared the crap out of me. 
and two, like what a what a badass sequence. Yeah, neither did I, and I was just and I was just and it took me a um, like just you know when you're just like this late on reacting to something that that was me. I was just like, oh, is she, she's being grabbed right now <laughs> by the by the teacher. Um, so yeah, that was a really like that, that, that I agree. That was a very, uh, intense, uh, segment for sure. I agree. Uh, so y'all, y'all kill them. Uh, y'all kill the, the zombie and things finally settle down. And that's when, uh, you know, soon after that you meet two of the very important characters from this, from this episode, uh, Andy and Dan St. John, who are two, you find out dairy farmers who are looking for gas and, I don't know about you guys, but when I saw them coming, I immediately was put on the defensive. I was like, yeah. I don't know these guys. I don't know what's going on with them. Like, do we have to talk to them? I don't know. Yeah. For sure. And it also, like, it, it, they, they have that voice and tone. Like, they're directed to sound shady, but also mix in a little bit of Southern hospitality. So you're yeah. not too <laughs> sure. Like, they could be really nice, but the way they're saying things, you're like, you're either really nice or you're going to murder me. And we're dealing with zombies, so that was my first thing. I'm like, all right, defense is up, just like you, Jacob. But they've done nothing yet to, like, make me suspect like suspect anything, but their tone and the way they say things, it's like, hey, stranger, we're uh, looking to trade some stuff. How many people <laughs> oh, yeah. you got over there? It's like, that's not a question or answer for you, but... Um, and I kept deferring those like questions where they kept trying to probe like you guys have a lot of people over there and my answers are always like we've got enough to protect ourselves yeah and stuff like that but it, they're very proby like trying to figure out what's going on yeah and just rewinding just a bit to I think important factors of this episode that uh, uh, that we should bring up um, before we move any f- uh, further is uh, there's like this kind of Kenny and Lily kind of butting heads as to like who's the leader of this group or if there's even a leader of this group and things like that, uh, which is why you're like forced to or like you know uh, told oh why don't you feed uh, choose who gets to yeah. eat because Lily was in that position of like who like she was in charge of who like who gets to eat when and all that stuff um, and uh, another thing that's important is that Clementine's hat is missing. Yes. Uh, then yes. the first time you see Clementine, she like she has no hat, and then you ask her where her hat is, and she says that she has no idea. Um, that threw me off. I'm like, man, like, what do you mean? Like, why is it out on your head? It's your cartoon yeah. character. Don't take that stuff <laughs> Yeah, off. and it's like, because I think that this single episode, like, as a whole episode, is probably the best episode in the entire season. Uh, but that is one thing you know, I'm not going to go into to spoilers yet, but like that is one thing that I feel like wasn't explained super well. Um, like you get the answer as to like who has the hat or who had the hat, but you never find out like how, even though they do like give some information, there's like just no, like, I don't think there was enough information to even like theorize like exactly how they could have gotten that, the hat, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I, I for me with some of the games we play on the podcast, like I'll sometimes not just pay attention to like little tidbits. And mm-hmm. with the hat thing, I did when they said it was missing. My initial sense was like, okay, how, what, where? And you're right. There's no real like until you find out like where it is. There's no like so, like it, there's no direction that they point you in. Like there's nothing. Yeah. It's just hat's gone, and you didn't know about it. And why does it matter? You don't know. And it's just like a it's like a thorn in your side kind of thing that is not really a thorn in your side, but they're trying to push it as it is. Like there's something yeah. weird here. Yeah, it's just like they give some information as to how Clementine's hat got from her to 
where you know spoilers lee ends up finding it but like but that still doesn't make sense like there's still real no realist something that seems realistic but also like that makes sense as to how she still got the hat or how that person still got the hat is that that like is like my one like issue with this episode as a whole they set up some really great narrative threads as you said that in most cases they like slam dunk but that's one where they could have easily like had that thread pay off a little more but it it just didn't yeah so Mm -hmm. thank you for bringing both the the group stuff up which is very important but also like clementine's hat which arguably up to this point is like her defining character feature yeah I mean, it won't be. She's a character that gets well-developed over time, but at, at this point, you know, we're only two hours in. So, Mo, you were talking about the St. John's and how you were immediately kind of put off by them. I was kind of feeling the same way. You know, you got two Canadians on this call that may not understand, you know, Southern hospitality. But, Cam, what, what did you think of, of these two gentlemen when they approached the camp? <clears throat> uh, Yeah, like, originally, like, from, you know, originally I was just like, nah, dude, like, I'm going to stick with the people that I trust. Like, even if this, like, no, 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 no. I wouldn't even say that because technically, like, Larry did leave you for dead in the first episode. But, like, (laughs) you know, I trust these people way more than I'm going to trust any strangers. Like, I'll trust this racist more than I trust, like, some (laughs) random stranger. You know what I mean? Uh, So, but, and and even, because it's weird, because, like, kind of like the good or, like, the, like, you know, not the dish thing to do in this instance is to actually like hear them out and like go with them to this farm that they say that they have where there's food and things like that. But then, cause, cause uh, I don't know about you guys, but like, I was just like, yo, we should not go. Everyone was like, kind of like, Oh, we should go. And I was like, no, we should not go, which was the first time I did that. And the way they like it's reacted is everyone basically votes. And if it's like anon, if it's a anonymous, unanimous, then you know, like Lee's just like, okay, yeah, we'll go, sure. But then, like, you know, you can also just be like, uh, oh, yeah, let's go. And then everyone's like, kind of cool with it. Yeah, I, I think I went I, initially. The, the way I was talking to the guys was very like, uh, we'll we'll ex- exchange stuff, but you can't come in. Like, well, I'll I'll send a group with you, but not everyone kind yeah. of thing. It was a lot of like very like neutral respective like you understand i don't know you you don't know me so i will i will take a little bit of risk but i want you to take a little bit of risk too by me coming with you to see where you live so like it was very like that kind of dynamic so i i was very in the sense of like i wanted to go because the state of the group is like we have no food we have no shit like shelter it's very like shady these guys are walking up looking for gasoline and say they have food so if they're looking for gasoline they might have something that needs it generator vehicle whatever it might be this is not like a straggler running around kind of thing. They could either be a resource or like a potential friend or like community member, or they could eat our faces off. And I'm 50, 50 split in the middle, but I'm also 50, 50. You might die tomorrow from a zombie. So you got to make some, take some chances right now. Yeah. I definitely got vetoed by the group, even though I was like, nah. So what ends up happening is, uh, Mark, Ben, and either Doug or Carly and yourself end up joining the two brothers to go to the dairy farm and um i think that you as you're walking you have a conversation with them uh and as you're having that conversation uh you run into bandits right yeah 
Yeah, you run into a bandit that's, uh, that basically just like shoots up this random person. And then uh, you end up running into a small little camp. And uh, with... Uh, oh, well, that's actually... Uh, that's, that's later on. But you end up going to the farm... And then you're kind of like, uh, you know, you find out that it's like power, like electrically fenced by a, a generator and that they have like cows. So they actually have like fresh dairy products and, uh, you know, they have fresh food and, and uh, from vegetables that they grow and things like that. You end up meeting uh, uh, Andy and uh, what's his name? Andy and uh, the two brothers, Danny, Danny, Dan. Dan, Danny, yeah. Danny's uh, mother, Brenda, uh, you know, and she's kind of like that, again, Southern hospi- uh, hospitality type stereotypical mother is just like, oh, come on in now, like that type of thing. <laughs> You're right at home here. Yeah, I, it, I don't even know if she added to like my comfort or if she like creeped me out even more um, just because it was it was very welcoming. The Seeing the cow, seeing the vegetables, seeing all that set up. I'm like, this is a nice big operation. Uh, it's enough for me to keep like walking around trying to extend but at the same time it was very like they talked the exact same she kind of talked the same way where it was very like we'll get you fed don't you worry you can stay here kind of thing but it wasn't like it wasn't 100% believable for me the first time I played this like I was like completely coerced <laughs> entire oh. time I was just like I was just she was just like oh okay this place isn't so bad like this sounds, Same. Yeah, I was just like, this seems like a really nice place. Like, obviously, there's something here. There's something that's off. There's something wrong. But I had no idea what it possibly could have been. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, for me, she was one like it wasn't even like even five percent. It was a hundred percent like like okay, I'm sold on this place. This place, seems yeah, she's really the cool. validation you needed. Yeah, she was the validation I needed to be like, okay, this is a this is a good spot. Like we should bring everyone over here. It's safe. Bring the whole crew. <laughs> so what we she learned, sorry, Jacob, sorry, Jacob. Of my grandmother. What what we learned is essentially if uh, if it's me, uh, you, and Cam surviving, if Cam is fully <laughs> into like the next person coming in, we got to go the opposite of that direction. <laughs> he's, he's, if I'm like, oh, I trust this person, you're just like, oh, so we need to stay the fuck away. <laughs> this is yeah. This man. really nice grandma is offering us dairy and these beautiful breads, and obviously we're gonna tell Cam that we need to leave immediately. <laughs> I was completely fooled as well. Mm-hmm. My grandmother remind it's funny i'm gonna get real personal here my grandmother was exactly like this but like found out that like she was actually not a good person (laughs) so like this this reminds me exactly of like my grandma that like on the surface she is like super super sweet but then you find out like maybe not a great person but i mean sorry to get personal guys but that's that's where we're at <laughs> so, so you're already uh, suspicious now of the of the grandma uh or the mom in this situation but regard, regardless i guess we're in a, a nice safe farm food's available and now we're thinking about bringing the whole crew because you're right like you still you get that validation that like it's ready to it's, this is a safe place to be and i think everyone as a group is like okay this is enough sight or things around here for us to kind of move in and maybe see what we can do from here yeah, so then, like, basically, once you get to, you meet Brenda, and you're asked to help with uh, one of the fences, because, you know, once, zomb- you know, the walkers end up, like, hitting the fence, they're just kind of hanging there, they might knock over the fence, there are some parts that need to be propped back up, 
So you and Mark go and do that. And then once you finish up, like mid-conversation, Mark is shot in the back with an arrow. And then you like hide uh, behind this tractor to try and escape. And there are these bandits that are trying to, uh, you know, kill them basically and saying that we had a deal. You didn't like end up like give your share. So this is what you get. And they have no like Lee and Mark have no idea what's going on. And so they go back and they explain everything to uh, Andy and Danny. And then uh, Andy's like, well, let's go uh, find these bandits and basically like explain ourselves or put them, put them in their place type thing. And then uh, Brenda, the mom takes care, uh, takes cares, takes care of Mark and goes uh, and he goes into the house. I don't know about y'all, but I was like, absolutely shocked and i knew exactly where this is going but like the immediacy and you know what happens in the walking dead a lot is you know situations change on the on the turn of a dime and you're immediately like if you're not paying attention sometimes you will get screwed um two points here that really scared me and like really woke me up out of my like oh i'm just i'm on this farm kind of stupor um but i kind of struggled a little bit with the tractor section where like essentially you're trying to protect yourself from bandits who are you know constantly shooting at you and you have to like adjust this tractor and like pull up certain parts to make sure you can push it i don't know about you guys but it wasn't mechanically the easiest thing to do but obviously like very serviceable maybe it was just that it was such a high pressure situation that i was like not shaking but like on edge and it made it that much more difficult to accomplish my task I think it's that's exactly it. Like it's designed in a, in a way where yeah, the, the the Telltale games usually mechanically are like comic booky style where the, your movement is limited. And you're right, it's kind of that you get your so your emotions are so heightened because you're out in the field, the fence is down, the guy got shot. So if your mechanics aren't buttery smooth, it's like oh, I can't get out of here, I can't get out of here. I think that might be it too. But you're right, it was a little janky, I guess, to 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 move the tractor. But regardless, though. It was a high, intense, like, sense of moment, and I think it, it was delivered because you, you literally thought, okay, this guy got shot by an arrow. I'm next. I have nothing on. Like, I'm open. Like, I don't even know where it came from. People are yelling. I thought it was safe. That's uh, a... <laughs> I think it was a make sense of... It just needed to make you flustered, and I think it did that. So, Mark is injured. He's got an arrow on his back. Brenda is obviously like, I've got you there, there son. And that's when... That was my a terrible accent. Uh, that's when everyone kind of joins them. You know, it's it's Kenny, it's Larry, it's it's Lily, it's Doc Clementine. They arrive just as Mark's being, you know, brought into Brenda's lair to bring him back to life. And so at that point, I think you say, hey, we're going to we're going to chase after these people because we are going to put up with the fact that they almost killed Mark. Yeah. So you end up uh, finding this camp uh, and it looks like to have fit like two people and um there's a bunch of like boxes from a store called uh save lots or yeah save lots save lots um and you end up going into the tent and you find clementine's hat uh and then you're approached by this uh crazy looking woman named jolene <laughs> who has straight up gun in, you know gun right at pointing at lee and says that like she knows about what Andy and his family does, but you don't really get to hear like really anything about that. 
and like you know you kind of have this option to either kill her like straight away or you can tr- try and keep asking her questions about like you know where'd you get clementine's hat like you know blah 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 there's a bunch of different questions you can ask uh but if you ask too many questions then andy will shoot and kill her i think that's what happened with me because i don't remember specifically deciding to like take her out but i remember like i think i just kept asking to you i was like where'd you get the hat like blah blah, blah. i think my character's getting angry too and yeah. then I, the guy shot him it's like oh i must have picked something that said shooter kind of thing but it might have been that situation I was confused when I saw my results at the end. It said you and thirty nine percent of players shot Jolene. I'm like, oh, I don't even know if I intended to do that, but okay, <laughs> sure. Mo, if it, if it makes you feel any better, I was also part of that thirty nine percent. I think I was just like very concerned uh, about this woman and was just like, I'm not going to take any chances. She mm-hmm. is unhinged. Normally, I wouldn't I wouldn't shoot someone who is challenging me, but you know we are in the post apocalypse now, so this is what I must do. The one thing that I also wanted to state is that you notice that there are St. John's dairy boxes that are kind of mixed in with the save lots boxes. So even if, you know, you didn't get information from Jolene, you can at least start to think that maybe something is going on here. They have Clementine's hat. They know about me. If they have the St. John's dairy boxes, they obviously have had some interactions. There's something going on here. And if you don't know what it is, you'll find out really quickly. Yeah, it's definitely like they, this game made you feel safe and then not safe immediately after. You never get to like enjoy your comfort. You always have to be on edge expecting like something is about to happen. And I, I think they it's paced pretty well too. Like every new scene, it's like everything's tense. You think it's fine. And then it just smacks you in the head with something weird, like a shot in the back or chopping off a guy's leg off uh, or a police <laughs> officer chasing you down after he's trying to like, it's just this, this game so far has been like, stay calm. It's okay. Then, oh my God, oh my God. Okay. Then something dies. And each of these episodes is only two hours long, but I don't know if you felt this way, but in episode two, I felt like there was like four hours of content here, just jammed in. Like this is jam packed to the surface with stuff to do, scenes to move between and pacing. Like whether you're at the motel, you're at the dairy, there is a scene that is, you know, high tension, low tension, high tension. And that just continues all the way through. I think Cam touched on it. Um, when you when uh, Mark gets shot by those bandits and they keep yelling, I think I was like struggling to move and I kept just listening to them and they're just like, we made a deal, we had a deal, the whole thing. That's when my like suspicion also jumped off. I'm like, they had a deal. Okay, they don't know who I am, but I'm working on the farm. So they had a deal with the farm. So why are the bandits dealing with the farm and how come they didn't mention anything? So it added that dynamic. And I think that's what you're saying. Like there's so much content because like that's just them yelling, we made a deal, we made a deal, but there's layers to that. Like, do you deal with who? With the two guys? The mom? What's going on? Like, we need more info, and it keeps you more suspicious. Yeah, and just a quick thing. What I love about this this series of podcasts is that, you know, both Cam and I have played this series and this episode probably to death, at least in my case. I played it. I think this is the third time I've played it. But, Mo, like, you're coming in fresh, so you're giving us that perspective of, like, hey, I, I kind of think something was going on. But I, I only really knew when we got to the next scene. Yeah, pretty much. It was this is it was just like how uh, you guys said, like the the Southern Bell. The the mom kind of calmed the <laughs> tensions. Everyone came over, and then yeah, Mark got shot. But it was just it was the commentary that kind of gave me more suspicion, more so than being attacked. Because if there's bandits, they're gonna shoot you regardless. But they're communicating as if they know who we are, and that's the the little like exclamation mark, like in Metal Gear Solid, like boom, something's happening. In a past life. Was Brenda a pageant queen? 
That's what I need to know. Oh, how do you see that? Why, why would you say that? <laughs> I just picture, you know, when she was 20 years younger, that she was Miss Macon, Georgia, or something like that. That is just, in my brain, the picture that I have. And I'm probably oh, a sick puppy, and that's why I think of that, but that's where we're at. <laughs> maybe. Uh, so uh, you go back to the St. John's Dairy Farm after you've dealt with Jolene and you kind of start doing more chores. You start exploring around and, you know, pick up a multi-tool, talk to Duck, Clementine, Katja, and not much happens here. Uh, but I think at least in my case, my suspicion started to kind of start to climb because there's an area of the of the farm that the brothers are very adamant that you are not allowed to explore. They're essentially like, hey, this home is your home, except for this room. Don't ever go in this room or else. Yeah, and I think also a part of it is like they keep talking about there's food, there's food, but there's one like cow and I think it's sick and there's no other like, so it's like, no, she's where, pregnant. what's she's pregnant? Oh, she's pregnant. Okay. Yeah. So she, yeah, she's like a uh, 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 cat delivers a baby. Gotcha. Like, yeah. So, but there, there was also that suspicion, like where, where's all this like operation like coming from? And then there's that big door that no one's allowed to. And they, they like change their tone when they talk to you about it too. They're like, yeah. don't go in there, fella. Nothing in there, but all tools or something along those lines. And it's like, okay, that's cool. Respect. Like yeah. there, uh, no one needs to go inside someone's property, but at the same time, it's like, what's going on? There's bandits who say there's a deal. There's food all everywhere, but we can't see it. What's going on? Yeah. Like, I mean, they, I think they explain it. They, they give like a, like a reasonable reason as to why, like, oh, this is where we cut the meats and things like that. It's real bloody. We don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and Brenda doesn't like it. Like, okay, that's reasonable. Like that makes sense. But like, why the lock? Like you can say like, hey, don't go in here without like straight up locking up a place. It's definitely just another mystery thing they add, and with everything that's happened, maybe if it, they were like just like if if none of the craziness happened, and we just assumed they're just like good hosp- hospitality, they're just like don't go back there. It's like okay, fair enough. You guys are taking care of us. Like I don't even need to go back there. It, it might be locked. That's fine too. It wouldn't be a conversation if there wasn't those other elements floating around this farm and the way everyone's acting. Yeah, uh, Mo. I just want, I need to ask you. When you figure out what's in there, you know, it's, it's a series of events that, you know, you interact with the, uh, I think it's like the electrical uh, generator to distract the brothers that allow you to remove the screws off the lock to get in. I need to know what you thought was behind there. Like when you were going to open the door, what did you think was back there? Because both Cam and I knew. Oh, but yeah. What do you, what do you yeah. think it was? Yeah. Because I mean, okay, like, cause so- I will say like, First, like first time I played through it, even if you like asked me in the in, in the situation, like what do you think it was, I would have been like, bro, no idea, like absolutely <laughs> no idea what it is, like y- you know, uh, even though they they have that excuse, which kind of ties into what the actual you know reveal is, I thought that that was just like some BS excuse, like or like you know or that or that like it wouldn't be something similar to the actual reveal itself so for me i was just like i have no idea what this could be and like what like just that that slow part where lee's opening the door and it's you know facing towards lee just to like see his reaction was just so climactic yeah i think 
so Jacob, I had a sense like that they were eating people, like what before this? What yeah. did you? Uh, How? Here's why. Here's why. How? Here's why. Yeah, I, here's why. I call BS. Okay. Okay, I'll give you a reasonable... So, obviously, not as direct. I actually thought it would be more gruesome than the actual reveal of that, like, meat locker. I w- have you ever been in, like, a commercial, like, freezer, like, for, like, cows and, like, sheep when I they're, have. like, stored or whatever? I thought there's going to be people, like, zombies or something hanging from there. And I thought... Th- Sorry, to clarify. I thought they were eating zombies and making them food. Okay. Uh, and that's why they didn't want... And it could have been mixed with people. But at the same time, I knew they were eating not like good things and that's what was behind there just from the way they're acting and how they keep talking about food and we have a lot of food we're getting it kind of taken care of also i played this a month ago in uh, 2020 um so <laughs> i've seen all of the situations where there's lockers and things that are behind it and people are being weird i think in the wolf among us there might have been a, a maybe it was a wolf among us or a different game where you're like in a, fr- a freezer or a fridge and they don't want you to go in there and you go in there and it's like oh they're eating people there's always like that weird, and it's The Walking Dead. So I knew, and anything was possible. So that's that's where I was. Yeah, I I had literally no clue the first time I played that. Again, we are now entering like real spoiler territory about the cool part of this game, or at least this episode. But no idea that one, the equipment they had, but two, the thing that came next is likely one of the most shocking things i've ever experienced in video games yeah and, and, and I, think, I, I, I will say i will say one thing that like i that you know i can see why uh you had that thought like you know a, pot- a potential theory uh mo is that the walking dead was like the first the walking dead is what made telltale what telltale was it was the first game so like the wolf among us came out like after uh mm-hmm. season one uh, so like, you know, when you kind of have already experienced some of what Telltale can do and like that specific example that you made, then yeah, I can see it. But like, if it's, if this was like your first Telltale game yeah. and you were played it at the time, like, cause I played it like at the time of it coming out, that was like insane. Yeah. And to just re- remind people, cause I'm not sure if in the episode one I mentioned, but, uh, I watched like in the, the TV series, which I know is not a direct like comparison, I think I watched up to like the third or fourth season, so I kind of saw like the the Walking Dead, I guess what could happen. So you're right. If I was coming in fresh, I would have been just like totally not. But then there's always so many movies where those like situ- I feel like I've seen that situation before where someone's hosting you, they're trying to feed you, but they never want to tell you what they're feeding you. And then like at the end, that was my initial gut reaction, but I didn't expect it to be like they're just gonna. Should we get into it we, when we get into the house? Yeah, why don't why don't you set the table <laughs> and tell us about dinner? Yeah, so you're the whole time. Everyone's starving. Everyone's asking, "When's the food coming? When's the food coming?" They keep telling you, "Oh, it's gonna be. It's coming soon. We're just cooking it. Don't you worry. Don't you fret." And then eventually, uh, you're is it you're walking in the house and you see uh, Mark, de- like I think dead and like chopped up. And no, I, I think you, you have done a, a terrible disservice to this. Like, sorry, I played a month you, ago. You, you go ahead. You hear, I will never forget it. Like I said, one of the most shocking reveals yeah. in video games. You hear, like, footsteps or things ha- going on upstairs, and immediately you're like, that's weird. I'm going to just, like, go and check out what's going on upstairs. Yeah, so you okay. look around, and there's nothing that you can immediately see, but there's a bookcase, I believe. And on the bookcase there's like a light that you can see like through the cracks 
And essentially what you have to do as Lee is figure out like, oh, this is a door to a secret room in this house. And behind the door is that exact reveal that you had, Mo, of, oh, it's Mark. And Mark is missing a third of his body. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Oh, God. Uh, I was just like, what the f? Oh, my God. So I legitimately was just like. Oh my god. And I like the way that it felt like Lee moving to go downstairs to yell and tell people not to that was literally what I was feeling. I was actually yeah. feeling that as a person, like, come on, no, we gotta tell Clementine <laughs> about the food. And that's essentially what he does too. He's like running down and slower. The time slows down. The the, the, the screen like gets a little weird and like grayed it, out. It kind of warps. Not grayed out, like it yeah. warps into the center. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, oh my! I have to run back downstairs and because t- they're just a, they're p- food's plated. It looks great. It's like uh, roasted meats and like uh, breads and things like a nice like meal you'd expect in a southern home kind of thing. It was the one thing that I think I was surprised about was lee's immediate thought of like not i'm gonna tell the group that mark is murdered oh no i need to tell clementine not to eat the people like to to me that was a little strange of like i don't know how you feel but i would probably just go downstairs and scream like we're eating mark not like clementine don't eat the people don't you get the option to like say a couple of things? One of them is like you're eating a person or don't eat the food or whatever it was. I think you get to yeah, choose. Like, you have can a you be direct? To choose. Yeah, I can't remember what I picked, but I feel like I wanted to be direct. That way, everyone understood. Put forks down because if I said don't eat the food, someone would be like, "No, I'm starving." But if you said, "Hey, that's Mark's meat," like his, then that that, that person <laughs> would be like, "Okay, they have to, they have to pause." And then if they're that hungry, maybe, but they might be sickos. Who knows? Mm, Mark's meat. Yeah, I mean, like, and I, I do want to mention, like, oh, uh, so I don't want to mention, like, he, he isn't dead. He's just like in agonizing pain in the middle of the floor. He's still alive because he's the one who says, like, don't, you know, don't eat, eat dinner. Eat the food. Uh, so. And the 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 not the best part, but like the wildest part is at one point you hear something tumble down the stairs, and it's Mark like crawling into the dining room. And he's, he just, like, passes out in the middle of the dining room. And that's when, like, the brothers just, you know, hit you with, with the, the butt of their rifle and knock you out and put you in a meat locker where you go right from one bad situation to another. Well, yeah, so something I should that, you know, should be mentioned is, like, Depending on what you say depends on who does or doesn't eat the meat at the table when you go down the stairs. Uh, like, there's one thing that you can say that, like, no one, everyone still eats, which specifically your goal is to have Clementine not eat. But then there's something where you just tell, like, Clementine not to eat. And then I think there's another option where, like, everyone doesn't eat. Um, and it's funny, too, because, like, like, for me, I was just, like, I told clementine not to eat but then like you you know because you just because uh just knowing duck's character it fits he just doesn't like he like lee's explaining all this and like duck doesn't give a fuck (laughs) he's just eating this meat and he's just like oh yeah it's dinner time like he just does not care is is not a smart child no no he is not (laughs) he's a hungry boy leave him alone (laughs) (laughs) well you know what you know what goes in you know where the meat goes in the meat locker 
And that's where y'all end up when the brothers decide to throw y'all essentially in jail. Um, and like I said, you go from one fire to another because like you, you have to get out of here. Like these, these guys are going to kill you. They're going to eat you as meat. You're going to be their meals for the next year because especially, you know, big Larry, he is a, he is quite a snack, a racist snack. Uh, but things with him get real bad real soon. Is this when we find out that it's not a bite that turns you? It's all in the air, and anyone who dies becomes a, yeah, a so walker that, kind of thing. So, this so is that, the point. Yeah, so that was realized when the teacher turned. Gotcha. So yeah, that was one of, I think the, Ben yeah. explains it to the group like, oh, you don't know? Like, it doesn't, it's, not, it's not the bite that does it. It's if, you, if you're bitten or if you die. Like, that's, that's what causes it. It's, that's all it's like everyone's fate like you're gonna you're all gonna become one just if you're about to die you have to like get your head removed or whatever it might be to yeah it's like you have to stop and it's like a classic walking dead thing is like you have to kill the brain or else like yeah. you will turn it doesn't matter and it's it's perfect timing that you bring that up because you know larry is just yelling at lee as he tends to just being a terrible terrible racist man that does not deserve to live and hey guess what he has a heart attack and that's when you're given a another very tough choice one of the hardest choices in the game to be honest one of the uh, the entire this is the easiest no, 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 no. I think it's one of the hardest choices in the game. Like, because granted, like, Larry's a, Larry's a terrible human being, but he's still a person. And, you know, he's Fair. technically not dead. Yeah, and, and, I, I, and I think what makes this part so powerful uh, is specifically if you try to save Larry, because you really don't know what the outcome would have been. Is there a situation where Larry lives no. in this moment? He dies no okay, matter what. So he, Okay, my, my initial gut was, like, I didn't want his daughter to, like, be, like, walk out and not be part of the group kind of thing. Because, yeah, she's harsh, but she seems like a pretty good, like, leader. Like, she's willing to make the hard decisions when no one wants to kind of thing. So, part of me was, like, is this going to alienate her kind of thing? That, that was my weirdness, but I eventually went for it. I'm like, we don't, we don't need a big, strong guy to come back to life and take us all out. That's the last thing. There are three images in my mind with this episode that I will never forget. One of them is Mark, like, coming down the stairs. The second is what one of the two options of Larry being killed is. I took the option in this in this case where um, I helped kill Larry and I wasn't, like, resistant to it. But I know that if you're resistant to it, it is gruesome because imagine, like, you're, you're over top of Larry and you're watching Lily give CPR at one point, you're just giving CPR, there's a conversation happening, and a salt lick just gets dropped on his head, and it, everything just stops. Because you, you're in utter disbelief that wow. you're having a conversation, you're trying to revive him, and Kenny just chucks a, a salt lick right at his head. Yeah, because wow. I'm pretty sure like the situation is so intense that like you don't really hear what's being said. You just hear like, murmur, 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 like that type of thing. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, th- I think I didn't resist. That was my choice. So I and my I think thing it says forty nine percent of players helped kill Larry. So I think uh, I helped him. I guess I helped uh, Kenny take him out because I, I the, the the comment they made and from the my the episode one 
there's a situation when I think we punch Larry in the face and he just takes it like a champ and drops everyone. So I'm like, that's like healthy big Larry. Imagine like Walker Super Larry. This is like a final boss kind of Walker we're, we're preparing for. So it's like, yeah. we this is the chance to either put him at rest or we might have a bigger problem. We're all gone. No, I did the same thing as you, but I remembered doing the other choice in my other playthroughs because it was such like a a memorable moment in in the worst possible ways. And the worst mm-hmm. part is you have to dig through his pockets to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, that's that was kind of. I guess like you but, gotta do what you gotta body's do. Body's not guys... even like cold. Yeah, oh. but what what else are you gonna do? Like you have to get out of there now, and there's a possible route in the AC unit. And I think the objective is like a little mini thing to find a way to unscrew the AC unit so you can possibly walk out in the ducts. That's, I think, the, the main game plan. Yeah, and, and this is the point where, like, you, you you come now to the conclusion, which, like, I will say, playing The Walking Dead Episode 2 around Halloween, I think is a great choice. Largely because of this next scene and how it's set up. Imagine, like... It's nighttime, the, the music swells, you know, and you are essentially forced to murder to escape. And so the first big decision you have to make is, great, I'm going to come out of, out of here, arm myself with either a hay hook, a sickle, or a cattle prod, and kill or not kill the brothers in order to escape. Do you guys remember what you did? Because... I could I could continue and tell you what I did. I so I I I remember I was punching a guy nonstop, but I don't think I killed both of them. <laughs> um, based off of my results, this is you and sixty one percent of players didn't kill both brothers. I think I just like so you spared them you, and left. I could, I can't remember. You spared Danny and then you ki- and then you wait, wait 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 wait. So yeah, you can so you can do one two or both or like zero one or two. You can spare Danny by. Not, you know, uh, impaling him with a pitchfork. And then uh, when you uh, beat the out of Andy, he basically says, like, you know, when you're walking away to finish him off and you can choose to or not to. And if you do, you kick him into the fence and he gets electrocuted. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I killed either of them. I think I just like beat him up, and I didn't. I, I'm almost certain I didn't put the the, the pitchfork in because in order to like refresh my memory before this call, I watched a click like uh, like recap kind of thing, and you see like different people's playthroughs, obviously because they don't have like certain characters. And I'm like, I don't remember that stab in the chest. And I remember when I beat him up, I didn't kill him. I for sure didn't. But yeah, that's what it says. You didn't kill both. Oh, okay. Or, sorry, it says you and 61 of players didn't kill both brothers. So I didn't. I didn't kill any of them. They both stayed alive. I killed them both. Of course. We didn't even need to ask you, Jacob. We know. Yeah, we know I, I channeled big... my inner Big Bad Wolf again, and I, I wh- whoops, there goes both brothers. But like you said, Mo, it's it's like you impale Danny with a, um, I think it's, no, sorry. You, you, yeah, no, you impale Danny with a pitchfork, and you beat Andy up, uh, like, in true, like, fighting game murdery fashion, just like, beat him to within an inch of his life. I don't want to be the Game of Thrones guy that says, hey, did you see this part in Game of Thrones? But it's very equivalent to when Jon Snow is beating up the Ramsey kid because he's just like a terrible person and it's just nonstop punching him in the face, seeing it all like continuously. It's very, very like necessary for like the circumstances. But a part of me, just like the reason why I chose to not kill both of them was like, 
the group's been through so much intense like stimulation with like deaths and murders and people close to them i'm like let's just move on like let's let's walk away from this leave it alone like like there's no need to continue kind of thing so we talked about danny we talked about andy but the one person we haven't talked about is our southern belle brenda who also is in the mix and i said i I remember three things about this episode the first the second i've already been through but the third thing is you're walking up to the house and there's a screen door and you can see inside and inside there are two shadowy figures and stairs and as you open the door you realize, and, and this scared the crap out of me, even as like a 20-year-old man the first time I played it, but Brenda is holding Katja hostage. Yeah. yeah. That, and that, it is so good. Yeah, that scene is so well-directed. It's it's so good, and there's so many times you can die in that, uh, in that scene. So, so good. It, yeah. I think like it, hopefully the, some of the listeners have played the, this episode of uh, The Walking Dead before listening, but like I, I loved it. And the way the reason why it's tricky is because like you have to press forward, but you can't come too close, or else Brenda will shoot you. And the reason why you're pressing forward is you're trying to back her up the staircase. Uh, and was it, is it Mark that's up there that kind of grabs her and takes her out? Yeah, she. Yeah. yeah he, so Mark has turned and grabs her, uh, grabs her by the head, and and uh, and bites her. Yeah, and wasn't it was it storming or not? Or did I did my brain yeah, create that? No, it was storming too. And the light revealed Mark as it was coming. So it was like thund- it was a lightning strike, and then all of a sudden you saw Mark. And like, oh my gosh! Okay, keep moving back, Brenda. Keep yeah, going. keep moving back. You're, you're doing great. You're doing great. I actually died once because I I just wanted to, like to get her up there, and then she shot me, and I had to redo that little portion. Yeah, I got shot uh, the first time because I moved when she said "Don't move" and pointed the gun at yeah. me. Yeah. So, and apparently, if you go, if you say anything aggressive towards her in that scene, she will shoot you. She'll just straight up shoot you. So you can die like yeah. four or five times uh, in that moment, or or do what I did and die about twelve times. Um, no joke. Like if you move too fast, if you move too slow, if you say anything wrong, you are being shot. And I've played this. This is the third time I played this. No joke. Twelve times. Wow, Jesus! Yeah, <laughs> Jesus! I didn't die that many times, but yeah, yeah, twelve times, twelve times. Um, one cool part that I want to mention before we head into like where this episode ends is um, I know this because I've played it multiple times. You will see Brenda as a walker if you like as you move away from the house, which I think was just like well, like a chef's kiss, like a beautiful yeah. touch yep. on this incredible scene um do we want to walk through and just say where the scene where this episode ends i don't understand why they didn't end it there yeah okay i, I really don't mm-hmm. um, it seems this whole the whole episode has so much content it's like it could have been like mini like the series is in itself kind of thing so it's 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 true i feel like uh with specifically the car scene because this episode for numerous reasons are, is like super important going on like that's the thing that's so great about this episode it's great as a one thing story but there's so many things that they add into it like things that you probably won't like add together until it actually happens uh later on that is like foreshadows or or like or you know uh is something that comes back 
uh, in like the later episodes in really cool gotcha. ways. So um, that's why yeah, I think season uh, episode two is super super good. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, so basically after, and I think the reason why um, they didn't end there is because like I think they wanted because the, f- the beginning of the ep- episode starts like crazy, so I think they wanted to end it on a more like oblique note than just like oh all this crazy stuff is over now we're done you know and also just give something to tease into the next episode uh so i I can definitely see that it's almost as if like they they set it up where they'll have the whole story and they'll finish it and then this is like the primer for you to go to the next one because the way that the game is set up like once you're done this you gotta select the next episode so it's like teasing you to say, okay, you played this. Hopefully it was good, but if it wasn't, here's what's coming up next, like potentially, kind of. Uh, I was in shock, and I don't know why I didn't steal from the car, because that's what my Big Bad Wolf self should have done. But I didn't steal from the car, and I think it was just like, I wasn't really thinking. I should have stolen from the car, because that, that's what I, that's what my character should do. I think it was Clementine that might have guilted you, because she was very like, that's not yours. You shouldn't take it kind of thing, and you have that option. Um I I stole it because like yes you shouldn't <laughs> steal it but we are not in the society we're in before we have no food it, yes it's not the right thing but there's no one here there's no one, like why would you leave food imagine you being in the group where food's scarce the only reason you would ditch a car a vehicle with gas potentially um, with food and things in it is if either you're dead you became a walker or you had to get out of there and there's no chance of maybe coming back and if you do that's great but yeah, I wouldn't expect you to expect your stuff to be there like. It's kind of like that weird dynamic of we're, we're in survival. There's this thing could save this little community we have together with all of us. We're not we're not about like, um, it's not even stealing. It's, this is this has been presented to us to like help us move on. Like if someone shows up and makes a big fuss, you can even explain like, yo, sorry, but it's the way it is. Yeah, I also uh, I also ended up giving the uh, taking the stuff. Uh, I think the so the first time I the first time I didn't. The second time I did. And then this time I did as well. Um, and I feel like that this moment out of like the entirety of the game is like the most like sad I felt as the player because of how disappointed Clementine was in yes. me. Because uh, she's just like a naturally good hearted person that, you know, she and, you know, while she is, it's like one of those things like it's not even that she's young. She's just good. And she just like she just wants to do right by people um and so it was you know it it was really sad when i was just like when i like gave her the hoodie and she's just like but it's not mine and i'm like oh i'm so sorry and like just like explaining to her like that things are different now and we don't know like like i'm just saying that i don't know what right-minded person in a zombie apocalypse would leave their car alone where anyone could grab all of their supplies that just doesn't make sense to me (laughs) so in like within my headspace if if that was just me personally i would be like yeah let's take this stuff this person's dead like this person's gone because yeah because yeah you're not gonna leave a supplied filled vehicle like even if it's on empty like i don't care that's on empty you're not going to leave all the supplies there for anyone like to come up and take that stuff while you're gone yeah it's like a it's almost like a moral question 
if you were in that situation like it's, it's like what's ethical are you taking it or are you not it, it depends like what it's always that situation of like what if a mother doesn't have money to feed her kids and she steals a loaf of bread is she unethical there's always that argument well she has no money she has no food well it's a kid needs food or they're gonna starve to death whatever the situation may be whereas in this situation like the, the whole ethical question of do you steal stuff from someone's car you'd never do that you'd never in any like conceivable scenario do it unless you're playing this video game where it's a post-apocalyptic zombie where you need food to like make it to the next day kind of thing and that's the thing you haven't been able to get and the last thing you ate was mark's leg probably and i think another reason why oh, oh sorry too soon sorry. too soon sorry i was gonna say another... <laughs> no i was just i was just awing at mark's leg oh, oh. <laughs> i do think uh another reason why uh the i just thought about this now like why the episode ends the way it does is because like this the entire theme about this episode is just like for them it's just like getting food so it's just like oh the beginning they're like they're like hunting looking for food and at the end is like this choice like okay here's food you gonna take it or you're not gonna take it and kind of like uh what mo said with that morality question uh it's just like all focused on like them trying to survive not starve themselves um, and so I thought that was a really good way to end the episode from like, you know, that perspective. Yeah. Very, very little filler in this episode. Um, you know, I guess I've, I've come around on a little bit. I, 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 I guess I was like, Hey, this ended in a really high place. Like maybe we didn't need the end, but having you guys frame it that way makes a lot of sense. And that's why we do this. We, we change our opinions on the episode and the content within them. Uh, gentlemen, I think that that's the entire episode two. It was quite the doozy. I appreciate y'all coming on the ride with us. Cam, especially back for the second time. Uh, if folks want to find your work, uh, where is the best place they can do that? Yeah, you can find my work at DualShockers.com. You can follow DualShockers on Twitter at DualShockers. You can follow me um, at the Cinephile Guy. Uh, actually, when this comes out, it'll be different. Ooh, we get to we get to. Know. So you get the give you us, get the first. Give us both. You get the first scoop. You get the you're the first two people outside of outside of Celia, my fiance. You're the first two people to know my new social handle. So this is an oh. exclusive. It is under Friendier. So you'll be able to follow me at Cam Final Mix. Oh. Cool. On, That's very good. On on uh, on uh, Twitter and at Cam Final Mix on Twitch. Amazing. Um, if you want to find all things Left Behind Game Club, you can do so on our website at Left Behind Game Club, on our Twitter at Left Behind Club, and on our Instagram at Left Behind Game Club. If you want to come and talk about video games with a great community of people, you can do so in our Discord. Mo, I think it's set up now. You can go to leftbehindgame.club slash discord and you'll be able to jump right into our discord server there's a hundred people in there chatting about games it's a great place to be uh and the last thing i just want to say is if you liked this show um one make sure you follow cam but second make sure that you also uh throw us a review on our on your podcasting platform of choice those reviews matter and if you let us know that you submitted that review we will read it on the show so again uh, obviously follow cam um, but also give us a review on your podcasting platform of choice. Uh, you can find me on the internet at Jacob McCord on all major social media platforms. Uh, I make YouTube videos at youtube.com slash Jacob McCord. I make TikToks about Pokemon cards at tiktok.com slash at Jacob McCord. And 
Uh, I have another podcast as well. It's called Cutscenes. Uh, we are launching season two in the beginning of 2021. So stay tuned for that. Mo, where can folks find you? Uh, you can find me primarily in our Discord server. That's usually where I do most of my chatting, but I'm also on all uh, those major social media platforms at mmertati. I'm also streaming at uh, Twitch under the username Shenron the Dragon. That's the the common spelling of the, the Dragon Ball Z character for those that don't know. You got that as your Twitch now. name? <laughs> yup. That is so um, cool, dude. Dude, that's my League of Legends handle. That's my Twitch name. That's my... A lot of what? handles I have Shenron the Dragon. Yeah, I'm OG. I'm OG. I've been there. I was like, I was like how did there. no one take this before you? Day like, one. Oh, I'm day one. Was, yeah, because I was going to say, I was just like, I have the amount of... You know, because I've been wanting to change my social handle for a, a minute now. Like, months. Months I've been mm. wanting to change it. And I was just like, I want to find something that's like has my name in it. And something that fits my brand, you know. So I was like, I, honestly, I just want I am Cam. Like, how cool yeah. would that be? I am yeah. Cam. Yep. But like, I it's it's owned by some private Japanese account with like fifty something followers, and I'm like, come yeah. on, come on! I I literally spent the time to Google Translate and message them. I will pay you for your handle. I will pay you money for that handle, and I yeah. just no response, and I'm just like. <laughs> So, yeah, no, I Cam, like, I, I literally thought about it two days ago. Cam Final Mix, because, like, Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, I really it's like It's perfect. I love it. I love it so much. I was, I was so happy when I thought of it. Aww, I was like, that's good. I was literally just, like, thinking, like, oh, man. Like, I just kept on, like, typing in things, like, ah, is this available? No, it's not. I was like, Cam Final Mix. And it was, it was taking, I was like, Twitch, is it available? Yes. Oh, my God. This is it. So, um, you know, that, that was that, this little background to that so um mo why don't you take us home this time what do we always say to him and that my friends is one less episode left behind